are listening to the System Saving Podcast, episode number 247. Today, we are going to be reviewing 2020 for System Save Me. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Oh, just have to take a big exhale because it is no shocker to anybody who has lived in the year of 2020 that it brought about so much, so much good, so much bad. It was a lot. It was tumultuous to say the least. And I want to start out by sharing what my phrase of the year was. And I feel like I may have cursed everybody. So I I apologize for choosing this phrase. But the phrase that I decided at the beginning of this year was, what are you really made of? And this was such a big part of how I manage this year in the sense of, okay, am I going to give up (laughs) when it feels like all the odds are stacked against me? Am I going to give up even if I feel like, you know, we have so much momentum? Am I going to, you know, be able to take away time when there's plenty of stuff that I could be doing? And it showed me that I actually have way more strength than I even thought possible. And I have way more perseverance and adversity than I imagined. Like I just, I really didn't, you know, I'm always told I'm a super strong person and I do believe that I can handle a lot. This year has takes the cake of my 30 years of living. This year was absolutely one of the most difficult years I've ever experienced all around, you know, business. I'm excited to share numbers and exciting stuff about the business. The business actually was phenomenal. And while there were trying times, overall business wise, it was really great. And I think that's what really then allowed me to handle a lot of personal stuff going on that caused a lot of emotional, mental, physical drain for me. And so, yeah, I mean, that was my phrase. So we're going to start this whole thing off with a bang of, okay, Jordan, and guess what? (laughs) I've decided that my word of the year, basically for the rest of my life, is going to be joy. So, you know, I just want to avoid any confusion or any (laughs) difficulty. I'm just going to, you know, (laughs) go for joy. So here's some top level stuff that I'm going to share with you that is really great for us. This year we made over $400,000 in revenue this year. And that is awesome because that's about double of what I've made previously in years. So yeah, just about double. And that feels really good. And I could not have done that without my team. Literally, we doubled our team this year. We had three people starting in January They had been on team since August, October-ish, but Alice, my content manager, Taylor, my graphic designer, and Katrina, my video editor, was my team (laughs) beginning in January. And then 
say today, which I'm recording this episode on December 1st, we have six people on our team. And so we have added on Whitney, our project manager, Trina, our ops and relationships coordinator, and then Tamisha, who is our community manager and coach. And Tamisha is our newest team member. She came on in September. And then um, we actually are going to be adding on a seventh person to be helping me with the sales aspect of our program and what that looks like. And so stay tuned for that. We do work with some contractors and agencies on an ongoing or recurring basis in different areas or ongoing or one time. But the fact that we have a team of six ongoing every single month doing work in the Slack channels, click up all the things brings me so much joy. And I'm going to talk about, you know, at the end, kind of the biggest wins and the biggest hurdles. But team was something that I absolutely was going to talk about. And then we hosted two virtual events. One's considered like a summit where it was a free and recorded event, pre-recorded. And then one was a paid live event. And so I'll tell you again, kind of as we go through each quarter, what I found to be most beneficial to my business. So let's get started. Quarter one, started off the year. I had all these travel plans and (laughs) events I was going to be speaking at and all of the things. And while, you know, Q1, I was able to go, I think I to quite a few. I went to St. Louis for a speaking event. I went to San Diego a few times. I went to LA and it was awesome. And I also joined Mariah Causes High Ticket Hybrid Group Coaching Program, which absolutely changed my life. And I'll just be sticking around there for probably, you know, next year I know for sure. Who knows? Maybe I'll just like keep the momentum going because it's made up of really phenomenal, ambitious go-getter women in this industry. And like there's just not a lot of like BS which is important to me in the communities that I spend my time in like I don't want I'm not saying that we don't struggle with things and that we don't discuss what we struggle with however the speed to recuperate is much faster in this group and so there's not a lot of complaining or negativity or you know, struggle in that sense, which I really appreciate. And again, I'm not saying that those things aren't happening because when we get to Q3, we'll we'll talk about it, but even Q2, but it just was such a vibrant, ambitious group of women that it just, it really helped me when things were going stir crazy in my life to see and feel momentum, positive momentum, encouragement, excitement, all of those things. And so that's where I began my done in a day journey. And I launched for the first time ever my done in a day group coaching program in March of 2020, literally as everybody was getting locked down. (laughs) So I had gotten done in San Diego at a speaking event, I think the 16th or 17th of March. And then literally that Monday, everything was shut down, like nobody's going anywhere sort of situation. And so that was the week, of course, that I was launching. I was like, cool, cool. This was great timing. Awesome. But I went through it anyway. And again, it was like, what are you really made of? Again, you're going to hear me talk about this again and again. What are you really made of? Are you really going to allow for this pandemic to totally, you know, sideswipe all of your plans that you just focused on for the past month? No. So I launched on a day for the first time and I started with 17 incredible students. I love all of my students and the founding members will definitely have a special place in my heart because they made it possible for me to continue doing it to this day. And 
Oh my gosh, there's such amazing women that, again, smart, brilliant, wonderful, lovely, positive people. And it's been fun to continue to see their journeys even after they were finished with their six months and done in a day. It's just been such a joy. And so that was really Q1. It was a lot of travel. Thankfully, I got it in before the shutdown. I joined a group coaching program myself that is life-changing. And then I started my own group coaching program that is just truly incredible and our main focus for the next year even to come. Then we had Q2, which was, again, a lot of pandemic madness and hiring. So as I was launching in March, I knew that I wanted to hire a coach for my program as well as an ops coordinator, relationship coordinator, somebody who was going to be helping with the um, calendar, promo schedule, and just helping me to manage all the relationships I've built over the years because I love building relationships. I love nurturing relationships. I love spending time in relationships. And it's getting to a point where I am not able to keep up. And so I have to recognize that. And so those two hires came in in April. And then when I realized, okay, now I'm like having you know, five people on my team that are all asking me a bunch of questions and I'm having to like project manage. (laughs) I'm decent at project management or I have been in the past. I wouldn't say it's a zone of genius by any means. And so that's when we brought on Whitney, who is our project manager. And she's been so great at making sure that everything is humming along. We're ahead of schedule. Like everybody has what they need for all their projects. And I love that she is able to be solely in that role. Like Whitney is not a doer. She's not doing anything. Um, not in like a weird way, but just like, she's really focused on making sure that, you know, she has 15 to 30 minute meetings with every person on the team every week. And she ensures that everybody is on the same page. She's the one who's troubleshooting with people. And so that allows me to stay up in the coaching realm, the sales realm, the relationships realm that I want to be in and I'm supposed to be in. So a lot of hiring in Q2. Also in Q2, my fiance lost his job, which was a really big deal. He was in the travel space, travel and tech. So his company is the owner of the algorithm behind Travelocity, Expedia, Orbitz, like all those guys. And so obviously when nobody's traveling, there's going to be layoffs and it was really hard. My fiance is an Enneagram three. He's very goal oriented. He does not like to be idle with his time. And also, you know, we're managing virtual learning with my bonus son, which again, I would not say that myself or Marcus are all that great at teaching. (laughs) Neither of us really have the patience for that. So It was really difficult to go through that season of trying to just figure out, okay, what is happening here? Like, how are we going to manage this? Like, and during that time, we also realized our wedding was planned for October 23rd, 2020. And we decided to postpone it and not move forward with that particular date. And so that was just a lot of emotions, right? Like, you know, we were going to get married and now we're dealing with job loss. How are we going to manage all of this stuff? You know, how long is it going to take you to get another job? Like all of those things that happen. It was not fun. And then also what was happening in June was my 30th birthday. All of the Black Lives Matter, the really depth of Black Lives Matter with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. And emotionally, I was having a lot of really deep personal difficulties with that because one thing in my life that has always been really difficult for me to not even manage, but just think about is my identity when it comes to race. It is just one of those areas I just don't like to go because it 
brings up a lot of memories of just growing up and expectations and stuff that I just was like, why, like, who am I? And why doesn't anybody want me to belong? Which doesn't feel good (laughs) to me. And so that's why in my business, inclusivity is a really big deal because I want to celebrate our differences and our similarities. And for me, I really like being in mixed rooms, meaning that there are white, black, Hispanic, Asian, Middle Eastern, all the different races and ethnicities in rooms because I'm more comfortable because it doesn't feel like I'm sticking out like a sore thumb or that I have to bend who I am based off of who's in the room of like, okay, like, you know, I kind of have to shut a piece of myself off to fit in. That never feels good. And so I was going through a lot of emotions during that first summit, which was a free summit that was pre-recorded with eight hand-chosen speakers that are all amazing, all smarty pants. It was like awesome, awesome from the programming side. And I think we had about 1,100 people sign up for it. And it was great on that end, but also I had barely any energetic support to be able to like really make it through that event. And I'm glad it was pre-recorded at the time. And I'm glad all those things because it just, I wasn't emotionally available really during that time. So it was a great summit and whatnot. It didn't necessarily have the end results of signups for a done in a day group coaching program that I wanted. I believe we had like six or so people join, which was fine. And honestly, I kind of let go of any like expectations because again, I was like, I just want to like get through this. (laughs) So That's what Q2 looked like for us inside of System Save Me. And then Q3 came along. Q3 was definitely the hardest out of all the quarters this year. So first things first, I'm like, hey team, I know we like just did the summit, but we're going to do another one in like (laughs) three months. Get ready. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. It's going to be live. It's going to be all these things. And my team is like, what crack are you smoking right now? And it was fine. And we did awesome and whatever else. But, you know, amidst making that decision, there were a lot of personal things happening. So one being that literally, what was that? Two weeks. Yeah. So during my pre-launch, so two weeks leading up to the virtual conference, Marcus's family, uh, my fiance's family, his mom, his grandma, his aunt, a couple of cousins all had COVID. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like I've got this big event coming up and like we may have to handle like a death in the family. And so that was really hard in that aspect and whatnot. But also literally just in the same time, literally in September and um, end of August is when Marcus got word that he actually got a new job. So he's working with EA Sports now. So excited. He loves video games and whatever else. He's not like obsessed with it. Like I wouldn't say he's like always playing them, but he does really enjoy Madden and all those things. And so for him to be working for EA Sports is like the best thing ever. And we have really great insurance. So cheers to that. (laughs) I remember being, I was like going rogue for a while with no health insurance. And my parents were like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with our daughter? And I was like, it's fine. I'm healthy. So yeah, that's all good and well. And so also during that time, my parents and I had gone in on the townhome that I was living in. I've lived in for four years and the townhome around the corner, same layout and everything just had sold. And these people had made like a hundred K on their investment. And, you know, we were kind of contemplating and trying to figure stuff out. And we're like, Oh, well, I feel like we need to sell now. 
and this was in July and it was kind of like, okay, should we sell? Should we not sell? All that sort of stuff. And so then we decided to sell the townhome. And so that means that I had to get out of the townhome. Marcus and I, before getting married, weren't living together as a conscious choice. And so I then started this journey of Airbnb hopping, which I'm sure if you follow me on Instagram stories, you saw like 17 different backgrounds. So I had lived in six different addresses like Q3 and Q4, essentially, I've had six different addresses, which is not fun. And I don't recommend for people, but that also added to a lot of just the emotional turmoil and like trying to figure stuff out during Q3 was because I was hopping to different places like every two weeks or four weeks and dealing with the differences of places that I was living, whether it had terrible internet or bad lighting or, you know, just like I was living in an apartment complex at one time that literally just like smelled like weed all the time. So like literally it was just like not being in my element and my environment is a really big deal to me. And I like to create sacred spaces for myself to create really great work for everyone. And literally dirt for this Q3 was I'm probably skipping over 17 other things that I've forgotten about. Cause I just don't even want to think about during Q3, but there were just a lot of things personally going on that created a lot of madness. And so leading up to the virtual conference, I remember solidifying, I was supposed to go to Detroit and stay with Jerisha for during my launch, because I wanted to be somewhere stable that had good internet that I felt comfortable with. And I was like, supported fully with Jerisha being there, right? But Jerisha was having construction happening. And I was like, well, that's a terrible idea. So then I was going to go to Kansas City, where my other best friend Whitney lives from college and was like, okay, I'm just going to get I've found this really cute apartment with Google Fiber internet and a pool that I can float in, and it's going to be great. And then Airbnb, the day before I left, said that my Airbnb didn't exist and it was part of a scam. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So then I'm having to rearrange and find a place to be for during my launch. So I found a place for my launch. And then when I got there was construction happening outside that was going to be over before the event days. And then literally it rained for that entire week before. So then the construction got pushed to during my event days. Y'all, I was like, all I need are two days of me having a setup having good internet, having quiet. That's literally at this point, all I need, because I had this goal of like creating this month of like space. And in Kansas city, I had this great personal chef who was going to cook me all these healthy meals. And again, I was going to have a pool to float in every day, which I love to float. I was going to get a puzzle table and like none of that worked. Right. Like I had the most chaotic launch from a, again, personal side that I've ever had in my life. And I was like, well, this is not what I uh, anticipated. But what was cool was the two days of my event were flawless. I'm not even joking you. And granted, I wasn't in like the event day Slack channel with my team, but I could not have asked for two better days of my live virtual event. And that's when I realized, okay, I would go through all of the madness that was these past few weeks to have this be the, the end result. And that wasn't even technically the end, but like the live event, I was able to be happy. I was able to be focused. I was able to be totally available during those days. And it just, it gave me so much joy. And my team was like, these were 10 out of 10 days. Like 
They were amazing. Like my team was on a high, like I was on a high. It was so beautiful. And then we had our bonus days and we brought in more folks to our done in a day coaching program. We had 33 folks join us inside of the done in a day coaching program. And it was such an incredible feeling and whatnot. We actually, again, we, another thing added in Q3 was our coach at the time decided she wanted to go back into doing her own business, which was totally fine and we respected. So then we had a gap of me having support in the fulfillment side of our coaching program. And so I'm having to hire a new coach during my pre-launch. And I hired somebody to help with that. Cause I was like, I just, I don't have the bandwidth. So we were able to then bring on Tamisha, but she was not able to help when we started the program because obviously she needed to be trained. And so I was handling a lot of the beginning aspects of, you know, getting people situated and stuff. And it was just like, all right, <laughs> Again, I was riding on a high for a while, so it didn't kind of drop until October, but Q3 was bananas, as you can tell. So I'm super glad because, again, Marcus's family, everybody is able to recover from COVID and all of that stuff. So we were really grateful about that. And so, yeah, moving into then Q4, again, we had postponed the wedding in October, and Q4 for our team was really focused on building up a foundation. So, okay, what do we need to clean out? We need to clean out active campaign, Canva, like click up, redo some Slack procedures, stuff like that. And putting some more things in place for us to go fast come 2021 and be available for the momentum that we are expecting because we had a lot of momentum in Q3. And while we've paused some of that momentum in Q4, We're going to ramp it back up real quick in December this month. And so Q4, we really focused on, okay, we are doing our systems work. We are cleaning stuff out and we're doing rebranding. Like that's all of our focus. We aren't super focused on growth. We're more focused on the fulfillment and backend side. So the rebrand was such a good experience. Again, we are at the time I'm recording. I haven't seen all of it come together yet, but it's coming out soon. And so it was such a great experience. I got to hire truly experts in their field and helping support all of the areas. And your girl isn't going to rebrand hopefully ever again. (laughs) Just from a like how much time I had to invest in it. And it was a lot of energy and stuff like that. So it's going to pay off and it's going to be so freaking gorgeous. I'm going to be so excited. My team is excited for all y'all to see. And so I think it's going to be a really fun reveal for us. And so we also are building a quiz. So I was part of our rebrand as well. So Q4 was not a boring time because I like the system stuff, but it was really more of a reflective, let's build a foundation make sure all of our systems are flowing, tweak anything that you know, isn't working for us and move forward there. So that was really our year in review. And I will say that, you know, the hardest part of 2020 was 100% life related, you know, with job losses, families getting COVID, having to move out of my townhome, moving Airbnbs, like six Airbnbs, you know, just general pandemic lockdown, like not being able to like be normal or travel, all that stuff really, really took a toll and was the hardest part of 2020. Cause too, like I haven't met a lot of my team members in person before I've met Alice because we've met up multiple times before and we went to college together, but she's the only person I've met in person in my team. And I really was looking forward to like a team retreat, but you know, we got to be safe and do what we can. And again, the biggest win 
in 2020 was definitely my team. I've been dreaming about this team since the start of my business. And not that I knew the positions that I would have or whatever else, but I've always known that I wanted to have a team. I mean, it had to be a strategic team, but a team nonetheless. I didn't want to just have people floating around, right? I wanted everybody to have a purpose and a mission and goals. And one of the most beautiful things is, honestly, we have zero drama. I feel like all of them will tell you that. (laughs) I guess I could ask them. But I feel like what's important is, like, we all are able to be straight shooters. We all celebrate when somebody on our team does really well or just we're really appreciative. We have, like, a gratitude Slack channel. We do monthly team development sessions that we get to know each other and laugh. And it's after hours and it's super fun. Again, we're also able to have conscious conversations about what's working and what's not working. I'm not saying that we humdrum along all the time. However, if somebody is like, hey, like you dropped the ball on this or hey, like whatever, you know, I'm very direct with my feedback and I've gotten feedback about my feedback that I could be a little more like share appreciation more than critical feedback, I guess. Just in the sense that, you know, I'm just direct because I want to make sure I'm super clear. It's also important to for my team to recognize how much I love them and care about them and know they're doing absolutely brilliant work better than when I was doing their jobs, 110%. And that's the biggest win for me has been my team. And, you know, my second biggest win for sure is the program and the type of clients that we have inside. You know, I've been in different programs and memberships and stuff and communities where I'm just like, ugh. I don't like the people in here is so negative. It's so draining to be inside of here. And oh my gosh, I just feel like the luckiest person because I have such incredible people in my program. And I know that I guess everybody has to say that about their program, but I don't feel like I have to say it. Like (laughs) I would not be continuing to do this if this wasn't true, because again, I'm very big about my energy. So the program has been such a fun part of my year and getting to know people who've been in my sphere or my community for years and people who just like hop in and start being a part of our program. And so I would say my team and my clients have been the absolute most fun this year. And I can't wait to share with you in the next episode, our state of the union for Q1 and what you can expect from us and what we've got going on and the exciting things that we have to come. And I think that's about it. So again, if you, I think that, you know, setting a a phrase or word of the year will be part of the next episode. So I'll leave it to that. But to close out 2020 with the phrase, what are you really made of? I'm made of strength and bravery and courage and kindness and gratefulness and joy. That's really what I'm made of through all of the madness. You know, people are like, you are very calm about all of this. I feel like you should be freaking out. However, I just, I had such a peace of mind this year, which was so refreshing. And that's not to say that I didn't have my days, But generally speaking, I had quite a bit of peace of mind. And that usually is because of the relationships and the people that I have around me. And so I appreciate every one of you for how little or how much you were a part of my life this year and a part of my business. And I can't wait to see you in 2021 as well. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.